Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. I think the biggest misconception is that if you have a skin condition, it's an issue of the skin. But this actually is really short-sighted and a bit of a band-aid solution that's really not to our benefit because a chronic skin condition is actually just an indicator of a deeper issue that most likely stems from an imbalance in the gut, immune system, or even detoxification organs. And actually, this can be really good news because it provides an alternative to a lifetime on medication that can also have pretty dire side effects. And if we really change and operate from this perspective, when someone receives their diagnosis, they actually have so much more power and control over what would be an incurable prognosis. So my mission with Club Sora is to really dismantle that misconception and help our community reframe their own narrative around their skin so that they can actually see it as more of a superpower or x-ray vision because it allows us to see our internal pathologies externally. And if we can then view that as a gift just to become a healthier version of ourselves, then it really can support the healing journey. I love that. And I like the idea of that looking at your health and your skin more holistically may not only improve the skin condition or or the things that you're experiencing, but also improve other elements of your health and your life as well. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your story. So I was born in England and people get very confused about my accent all the time because I was born in England. I was raised in America. I went to school in Canada and I've got this like really Anglo chameleon thing going on. So I like to kind of clear that up for everyone right off the top. Thank you. I was wondering too. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, are you Australian? And I'm always like, no, but you are. And so I immediately am like mirroring you. I can't help myself. (laughs) So that might happen too. So for your Australian audience. I am English. I'm a dual citizen, actually. So between England and America. And my parents worked together in personal development and osteopathic medicine, which back in the 90s was very alternative. And we had moved to Oregon, to Portland, Oregon, which is where I grew up with my three older siblings. And I lived out in the country. I got in a lot of trouble as a teenager. I was sent away to boarding school in Colorado and that completely changed the course of my life. I ended up at University of British Columbia where I studied theater and film 
production and design and immediately moved to New York as soon as I graduated and ended up working on short films and off-Broadway productions. But very quickly, I realized that working in basements and in the shop was just really not enough for my people person personality. And I was doing a lot of different kinds of odd jobs, just trying to make ends meet in New York and ended up working at an experiential marketing agency as a producer and simultaneously helping to build out a new platform that had just come from London to New York. And it was called So Far Sounds, which means songs from a living room. So it was, you know, these private living room shows with local bands from around New York City. So I was working with them, I was emceeing and I would bring my camera sometimes and one night someone was like, our videographer didn't show up, can you film? And so I started filming and I enjoyed it. I really, I loved using my camera in that way and that, was a huge part of my life for the next six or so years. I had a friend who would come to these performances and she would see me emceeing and filming. And eventually she pulled me aside one day and she was like, what do you do? Like, let's meet for coffee, let's meet for breakfast, let's meet for dinner. And we just did. And over the course of the next few weeks, I had left my job as a producer, joined her, and we've started our own production company and had our own, you know, our first client within the first month. And over the next six years, we worked in event production, promotional video content, site-specific theater in old whiskey distilleries and, you know, factories and warehouses in Brooklyn. We did branded content and short documentaries and worked with some really amazing organizations and brands in more social impact and educational content. And I absolutely loved it. And I felt like I had so much freedom and flexibility. And yet throughout all of this time, I just felt for some reason that it wasn't exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And I can't explain it any other way than that, than this intuitive knowingness that there was something else and I hadn't figured it out. And it was like I was consistently living in this unrest. And when I was 29, it was the middle of the winter. I was living really hard. I was sleeping very little and I was really depressed. And I was questioning my career and it was all around this time that I experienced my first psoriasis outbreak and it was the first you know five months of doctors and dermatologists and misdiagnosis and emergency room visits and prescriptions and immune responses to the different prescriptions and flying to Mexico to see witch doctors and misinformation and mystery. And this story is not rare. It's very common to a lot of people who have autoimmune disease. And there's just so much that we don't know and that we're just discovering. And so it was, yeah, five months until I was finally diagnosed with guttate psoriasis and I was 
on topical steroids and the lesions had covered the majority of my body except for my hands and face of which I was very grateful for but was an interesting other layer to the experience as well but I got on a wait list for a highly regarded dermatologist in New York and you know I believe that if I went to go see this person she would be able to offer me more insight but when I did go to see her finally she just prescribed me immunosuppressants and said that this was my best option and really my only option and had I have not grown up with a father who was a naturopathic doctor I would have taken those immunosuppressants. I definitely like that was, that felt like the only option because it was what this person had told me. And yet, because I had this understanding that it was my immune system that needed support, not suppression, I had to advocate for my health in that waiting or, you know, in her doctor's office. And I, and I told her, I really didn't want to go on immunosuppressants. Was there any other option? And she told me, she prescribed me a, a more strong topical steroid. And at that point I went to the pharmacy and I got my prescription. And I remember just the, you know, tag shock of $862 for a two week supply. And I was so shocked. I backed out of the line and I got out my iPhone and I just started researching like what was the efficacy of this topical steroid for other patients who had guttate psoriasis. And what I found was that it had never been successful. And so immediately I knew that, you know, this system was really broken and it felt really against me in that moment. And so I knew I had to go about healing myself in a different way. And I went home, I didn't get the topical steroids. I went home and I was like, okay, here it is. Like I have to start researching. I got on the computer and I started looking for a program or a platform, an organization, or even just an individual who I could learn from about how to naturally heal my skin. And I knew that it was possible because I had found all of these case studies of people on YouTube telling you what you shouldn't eat or what you shouldn't put on your skin and how they healed themselves naturally. And, you know, it all felt really dire. The conversation was always about what you shouldn't do. And it was all like really restrictive and just extremely daunting because it was like, here you are, if you wanna naturally heal, you have to completely overhaul your life. And in many ways that is true, but it was just the angle that it was coming from didn't make it feel very approachable or accessible for that matter. It felt very fringe. And so I ended up reaching out to friends of friends who were functional doctors and who treated the body and skin integratively and at this point, I was pretty broke because I'd taken a step back from work and had been like hemorrhaging cash on all of the prescriptive drugs and specialist trials and errors. And so I ended up being really lucky that I had personal contacts that were like in my court and were willing to help me. And at that point, I really began to change my lifestyle. And I spent the rest of that year in pursuit of clearing my skin 
And that journey ultimately led to my remission and the decision to pursue wellness as a career and develop Club Sora as the platform that I wish would have existed for me when I was first diagnosed and wanted to heal my skin naturally. Wow, what a journey. And um, from such a dynamic background as well. I'd really love to hear some of those changes that you made in your lifestyle that really helped to clear your skin and change the course of your life as well. Absolutely. So the first layer I would say is really with food and diet. And for me, I was living really hard. So, you know, letting go of my New York 20s party girl mentality was a big deal and really working on my sleep hygiene and thinking a lot about the people that I surrounded myself with and who was draining me and who was giving me more energy. And I had been practicing yoga for 16 years, but I really started getting deep into my practice and Vitamin D is really important for balancing out your skin and for helping it to heal those specific lesions. And most of us are vitamin D deficient. And so I was getting a lot of sunshine, but I wasn't really having a lot of social interaction. So I was spending time on my Brooklyn rooftop, kind of in isolation, doing yoga, getting into meditation and spending a lot of time upstate, a lot of quiet time and a lot of reading and learning as much as I possibly could because I knew that the more I understood the body and the immune system and why the skin was responding the way that it was, the easier it would be for me to persevere and make choices that would have a positive effect on my life. So in your experience, what are some of those, like a quick Google search, for example, will say lots of things about what to eat for glowing skin. What have you found some of those items that are more probably have a negative impact on your skin? And this is, of course, is different for everyone, but I'd just like to kind of build on this based on the Club Sora membership. And you talk a lot about nutrition and yeah, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Marnie, I could literally wax lyrically about food for hours. So (laughs) (laughs) I have to choose my words wisely in this, but yeah, food affects everything. It affects your metabolic system, your digestion, your energy levels, your sleep hygiene, and so importantly, your mood. And I could go into each one of those categories, but I think for the, this conversation, it makes the most sense to talk about immune function and food because 70% of our immune system lives within the gut and the gut, which is comprised of the esophagus, stomach, small and large intestines, has over a hundred million cellular nerves that connect to our other major nerve center, the brain. So all of our mental health and what we eat and how we feel is all so intricately connected to our immune health as well. And so if you think about the gut and it 
has this semi-permeable barrier that acts like the doorkeeper to absorb the good nutrients that help us to function properly or to discard and eliminate that which is damaging us. It's also the space that keeps this 100 trillion microbiota or like all, all of the living organisms, the little bugs balanced in our body. There's so much complexity going on in the gut. It's more cells, it's more organisms than in the solar system. And it has this incredible job to do. But unfortunately, our conventional diet, especially here in America and growing across the world, really doesn't do very much to support it. And it's probably part of the reason why we have such an autoimmune epidemic. So when that gut barrier gets compromised, we experience what's called the leaky gut or gut dysbiosis, which is where there's an imbalance in the microbiome. So this is really like if the gut barrier is the doorman of this club, say, like the gut is like this exclusive club and the gut barrier is like the doorman on the outside and you've got everybody on the good like the good list the guest list you've got all the good bacteria that are coming in and you've also got all the other people involved as well who are maybe bad or toxic are going to come in and start fights and those are like the toxins and the pathogens and everyone's trying to get in through the door and on the inside, you've got your immune system, which is basically the quality control. They're inside, they're like sitting in the booth waiting to see who's gonna come in. And if a bad person sneaks through, they're gonna go up to them and be like, are you on the list? But when the gut barrier gets weakened, it's basically like the doorman just leaves his station. And suddenly you have all of the good and all of the bad flooding into this space. And so the immune system can no longer tell what is good and what is bad. And this is when they're calling in for their security guard and they need backup. And this is basically the point at which when you have that leaky gut barrier and you're having a sensitivity, your immune system goes into overdrive. And once that happens and you call in the backup, you get this immune response of cytokines that basically brings your body into a cycle of inflammation. And once you get into that inflammatory cycle, it's very difficult to get out of that state of chaos because all of our body systems are so connected. So to come back to the beginning, every day we are eating food and removing foods that are inflammatory and perpetuating the inflammatory cycle whilst supporting the body with foods that boost immunity and support your gut, liver, and blood. This is really what is so key. So there are specific foods that we know contribute to inflammatory responses. For instance, gluten and dairy and for many people, it can be citrus and nuts that they have sensitivities to, or even there's a natural like pesticide that is on nightshades that people can often have an intolerance or sensitivity to. So there's so many different ways that our body can 
become triggered and get into this inflammatory response. And our goal is to really remove as much possibility for that to happen as possible. So at Club Sora, we offer a restore protocol. It's like a flexible approach to an elimination diet where it's more about supporting the organs that need to function properly and less about restriction. So we'll get into that a little bit more, but in terms of the things that are really easy to incorporate, I would say eat the rainbow, you know, create as much diversity of texture and color on every plate or bowl, because this will ensure that you are getting a diverse range of nutrients. And there's a really simple color guide, which is that, you know, vegetables that are dark red, blue, and purple are antioxidants. And red is often anti-inflammatory and yellow is likely to pack a punch of vitamin C and there's an amazing, really short book by Michael Pollan that's called Food Rules. And one of the main rules is eat food, not too much, mostly plants. And that's one that I definitely go off of. It, I just say, you know, eat as many fruits and vegetables in all the different colors that you can possibly get your hands on. And depending on where you live and if it is accessible, buy locally and seasonally because it is the best return on investment for your health and your well-being. Oh, yeah, I love that. Just eat the rainbow. I think it was the Australian Dietary Guidelines have suggested that we need um, approximately 30 types of plant-based foods per week and that many Australians, many, many, uh, forget the exact quote, but I think it's like only a quarter or even less getting that many variety in our diet. So it's fantastic advice, not just if you have an autoimmune condition, but just for general health and well-being. I also love, Miriam, that really clear explanation of that cascade of events. It was just such a great visualization of this doorman. And so thank you for sharing that. Very creative and a really great explanation. I would love to talk more about how you started Club Zora, but before that, I want to jump back a little bit to that journey that you experienced and, and you talked about, you know, going to different countries and all these different doctors and alternative things and more the uh, streamlined medical types of interventions as well. Something that we didn't touch on was how you're actually feeling about your skin and body acceptance in that time. You're a 29 year old woman, you're living in New York, you're, you know, you're living this lifestyle and all of a sudden you're covered in this psoriasis that you've never experienced before. You've been advocating for skin and body acceptance over on your Instagram. What does self-love mean to you, especially when someone might be experiencing a flare-up of their skin condition? Yeah, thanks for contextualizing that question for me, Marnie. I recently had a conversation with one of my members who was having a really hard week and it brought up so much of that initial part of the journey for me and she's really a huge advocate for skin positivity especially in the psoriasis community 
And something we discussed was that, you know, it is just as powerful to share about where you're at from a place of vulnerability and a place of like shame around where your body is at as it is to share from a place of, you know, confidence and saying, you know, everything's okay and I accept myself just as I am because it's really challenging. It's really challenging to have something, you know, you're sharing such a vulnerable part of your internal pathology with the outside world. And it's not just in like the way that it looks, it's physiological, it's mental, it's so uncomfortable. And so when it comes to self-love, I think it's just the same as healing. It's an ongoing process and it's about giving yourself the time and the space to fail and then succeed and be challenged and then grow because this is what happens in life. There's no way of avoiding it and we have to just show ourselves compassion and then using our struggle as a catalyst for change and evolution for ourselves makes it worth it. And we often talk about this analogy of the snake shedding its skin when it's grown out of it. And that's how I like to think about self-love. There is mm. only one you with your own unique story and unique path. And when you leave this earth, you will be alone. So you might as well have this epic companion in yourself for whatever comes next. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's really beautiful. So this is something that you talk about in Club Sora on your socials, IGTVs, etc. Tell us about Club Sora. How did it start? Club Sora sort of sprung into action. I was living upstate New York last summer during COVID. And it was one of those midday ideas I had. I think I was meditating or practicing yoga or something. And I've been marinating on this idea of a platform for skin for a long time, like since I started looking for one basically. But it was on that day that the model came to me and it basically lit me on fire. And a few days later, I transferred all of my savings from my previous business into this one. And I hired a designer and a copy editor I flew to Turkey, which is where my parents live, and I started writing the curriculum, brought on specialists, started laying roots in the community, and then I started the Instagram in November, and we launched the program in January of this year, and it's kind of a two-fold platform. The Instagram that is public facing is really about elevating the stories of people with skin conditions and destigmatizing and normalizing skin conditions through those stories. But the other side of it is the membership program for people who want to heal their skin conditions naturally. And we focus primarily on psoriasis, eczema, and also have quite a few members with topical steroid withdrawal. And it's, as we mentioned, you know, as you join, you are provided our restore protocol, which was designed by a holistic nutritionist. And this really helps to guide new members through the process of determining what foods or they have sensitivities or triggers to, and really more than anything else, become more comfortable cooking for themselves. Because I think that being comfortable in the kitchen is a really, 
really invaluable tool for your entire life. Weekly discussions and meditation and movement classes, but probably the most valuable part of the membership is the community that you're a part of and all of the specialists that we bring on. So each week at Club Sora, we focus on a different pillar that we discuss in our learning material, like autoimmune, gut health, the mind-body connection, personal development, and then each week we have a new specialist and those specialists change every month and they always expand on these pillars. So finding a specialist in a modality that resonates with you is really a huge hurdle in natural healing. So our model is about really providing access to these specialists and they get Q&As with gastroenterologists, Chinese herbalists, somatic therapists, manifestation gurus, autoimmune experts, and so much more. And this is really why we call it 360 degrees of healing because health or wellness is about balancing all of these aspects of your life. And it's really hard to do on your own. So we try to help you to take these small steps in that direction. Wow, what a dynamic group of just some of the experts that you bring on board to speak to your community members. So you mentioned community there. I think that's a key word. How important do you think community is in someone's journey towards accepting their skin condition or living with a skin condition? Yeah, well, I mentioned before, you know, when I was really going through my own healing journey, I felt really alone, the most alone I'd ever felt in my life. And I think that this is common. Skin conditions can feel so isolating and the archetype that's attached to them is all about being othered or unwanted or alone. And yeah, it makes me feel so emotional just thinking about it, to be honest. It's something I receive so many messages about daily is just, you know, how desperate people feel. And I think normalizing skin conditions is so important for the greater public. And, you know, I'm only speaking for myself, but I can say that I've had experiences where parents have asked me to get out of a pool with their children because they thought that I was contagious or... I've been asked if I had HIV because of my lesions that were showing on my skin. And it feels so, so challenging when you're experiencing these situations on your own. But a community reminds us that we're all in this together, that those are you know, universally felt from the other people in the skin community. And our collective journey and experience makes us so much stronger and so much more knowledgeable. So community can really hold us through the challenging moments that will inevitably come. But it is so much easier to embrace those moments with others who've been there and continue to stand beside you as you Mm. go through on your own. Yeah, it's such an important element even with Derm Health Co is that not feeling that sense of being alone because things are changing, but slowly. I think social media has been fantastic for that because people can connect with others on the other side of the world in different cities and countries. But 
there still are elements and these stigmas attached to certain skin conditions about being contagious and visible differences. And it's really sad that we're still living in a world that might view someone with vitiligo as having some kind of, uh, you know, like a leper and some communities in certain countries are still treating people like that and people are not being able to be married into uh, different social circles because of these skin conditions in certain communities. So I think that the key again is community because it kind of starts from like, where does change happen? Does it happen from the bottom up? up or does it happen from the top down and I think what we've found is it happens in in both ways that specialists and experts need to or slowly are realizing not to medicalize skin conditions and medicalize people like they're just patients because patients are people too but also people with skin conditions to be able to feel like they've got a sense of community and feel like they've got some kindred spirits that they can share their stories with so I just love that you're doing that um, so well at Club Sora. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. Really important. So I'd really like to talk, Miriam, about some of your other loves. You've talked a little bit about the idea of Club Sora came to you while doing meditation and yoga and, mm-hmm. and you have done training in this. What are some of your favorite practices that people can do at home? So my approach to yoga is definitely all about getting people to feel comfortable in their bodies. I think yoga can feel, again, a bit confined because it's all about poses or again, archetypes or shapes that sometimes feel inaccessible to people. So my approach is really about helping you learn what a shape could feel like in your body and then using breath to really bring more dynamism into a pose and get people to really think about the unity of the breath and the movement and just taking time for yourself. So I really thread or I weave elements of Qigong, Kundalini breath work and dance into my classes and in terms of something that I think everybody can do from their home. Dance is just one of the most incredible ways to get into your body. And my version of that definitely includes all of those other modalities as well. Dance, is there a particular uh, genre of music that you like to get into that mode of dancing? Or do you find that it's different for everyone? Sometimes I think I should have been a DJ, Marnie, because I love (laughs) I love making playlists so much. And yes, of course, the music completely leads the dancing that comes through for me. So it really depends on what I'm in the mood for. And then I'll, I'll select a playlist based off of that. But I, I am all about choose your own adventure, figure out something that works for you. And that's really how I approach my movement classes as well Is each week, I really try to let it come from a different theme or a different background so that eventually people can find something that really resonates and feels good in their body because we're all so different. Yeah, fantastic. And just coming back to skin, uh, have you seen changes in skin from mindfulness and yoga practices? And and in regards to yoga, 
what is it about yoga that uh, can support the skin? So stress is one of the biggest contributing factors to skin conditions because of the hormones that it produces. Adrenaline and cortisol can cause immune responsive inflammatory cytokines that are basically what perpetuate skin lesions. So flares are stressful and stress equals flares. And this is the most frustrating cycle of skin conditions. And it's a very difficult one to stop once it's in motion. So it's not necessarily that yoga supports the skin, but it's learning how to activate your parasympathetic nervous system that allows your body to operate from a place of rest, digest, restoration, and healing. So it's all about what you do in your life to support your healing and get you out of the sympathetic fight or flight inflammatory cycle. And yoga is great because it incorporates deep breathing, mindfulness, and a form of exercise that promotes lymphatic drainage and good circulation. And it's also a wonderful tool to connect in with your inner, more spiritual self, which can be really useful when the going gets rough and you need to harness more willpower and perseverance. So yoga makes you more resilient and the more resilient you become, the less these daily stressors will affect you and the easier it will become for you to heal. Mm. Yeah, sounds like many of us could use more yoga in our lives, especially the (laughs) busy, busy lives that we lead. Absolutely. Now, Miriam, we are in a moment, which I'm really excited about going to do a short guided meditation for our listeners, but, and that will be completing our episode today. But before we do that, I would really like to hear some of your advice for someone who feels lost with their skin health journey. Firstly, I'd like to let them know that they're not alone and to reach out and to really seek community and support. And then to start small because it's very difficult to change everything in your life all at once. So lean into the areas of self-healing where you find true joy. And for me, that started with food, but for each of us, it's something different. And doing it in this way will really help you to build sustainable habits that are supportive of your skin and health for the long run. The second aspect is patience. I think the thing about healing from the root is that you can't see the external results right away. So you need to remember that all of the work that you're doing on the inside is eventually going to show up on the outside. And You can think of yourself as a little chrysalis and the magic of a butterfly that will eventually come out of it. Thirdly, a belief system, because you have to believe that you can heal yourself and that no one else is going to do it for you. If you have the ability to see yourself with clear skin in remission, hold that vision in your mind and meditate on it because this helps to create new neural pathways in your brain. And this can actually trick your body into down-regulating and reducing that inflammatory response. It's a biohack. So yay for daydreaming. 
Mm, thank you for sharing your advice, Miriam. That's, that's fantastic. Now we are going to do a short guided meditation. So I'd love for you to take the stage from here. Okay, thanks, Moni. So wherever you are, if you're in a seat, if you're laying down, get comfortable. If you're in a chair, find a slight tilt to the pubic bone towards the front of the space to get more length through the back body. Roll your shoulders up towards your ears and then down your back. Place the spine of your hands onto your thighs or your knees. Close down the eyes like a curtain. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Feel your belly rise. And as you exhale, let the belly button move back towards the spine. Take two more deep breaths with me. Inhale for one, two, three, and exhale. Three, two, one. Inhale, two, three, and exhale, two. One, continue to breathe. Try to find an audible breath. In and out through the nose. Imagine a golden thread coming down from the sky. And gently touching the crown of your head. As soon as it touches down, feel that light gently melt around your body and lift you slightly up and out of your seat towards the sky. Become aware of the space above you six feet overhead. And with a bird's eye view, look down at yourself. Trace the perimeter of your body. The space around you. The floor the room you're in, the walls. And then as if a bird, but with your mind's eye, begin to ascend past the ceiling, the roof, looking down where you live your neighborhood, continuing to rise, rise, rise till you get up to the clouds 
through the clouds, continuing up, up, up and away until you exit out of the Earth's atmosphere, looking down at a beautiful spinning marble in the black, black night. And as you look down at Earth, it begins to spin and spin and spin until one year has gone by and you begin to descend back down to the earth. All of the twinkling lights, all of the landscape lit up in sun And you descend down, 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 back into the earth atmosphere, past the clouds. And you begin to find yourself one year from now. Where are you? Are you in the forest, the desert, the city? Descend down into your home, wherever it may be, past the roof, the ceiling, six feet above that body. And observe what does this space look like? What does this body feel like? What is the skin that you are in? What are the smells around you? What can you hear? And then come down to the ear. Is there something that your present self wants to tell your future self? Is there something that your future wants to tell you now. Hold that close. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Bring your right palm to the center of your heart. Bring your left palm on top of your right. Hold that message close. 
gently begin to blink your eyes open and come back into the space. Welcome back. Thank you, Miriam. I hope um, listeners at home were able to enjoy that. And if you were perhaps out and about or driving or something, please come back and do it because it was a beautiful, lovely way to start my day here. So um, thank you, Miriam. And thank you for that message. Thank you, Marnie, for the opportunity to share it. It's a practice that I love to do with our new members and the way we approach it is by really allowing them to tap into their self in remission. And again, being able to create these neural pathways that allow them to get closer to that person because it's really a helpful way of getting through the more challenging times if you're able to tap in or tune into that potential self. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, Miriam, what a fantastic way to conclude our wonderful conversation today. I've absolutely loved having you. And also, I just want to just say a huge thank you for coming on your birthday as well. I'm sure there was plenty of places that you could have been eating cake with a, a friend or family member. So I just so much appreciate that you have spent an hour with us today on your special day. But before we go and before you can go and um, do some more celebrations, where can people find more about you and the work that you do? Yeah, they can follow us on Instagram at Clubsora or visit the website clubsora.com. They can learn more about me. I'm at underscore Miriam Tom on Instagram. And our membership cycle begins on the first Monday of every month. And we're always accepting new members and scholarship applications. So if anybody is interested to become a member, they can always reach out to us to learn more. And there's so much information on the website and on Instagram. And as soon as they join, they'll receive the newbies package and restore protocols so they can begin their journey right away. And they will gain access to the community at the beginning of the following month. So we would love to have you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Miriam, for your time. It's been great to have you as a guest on today's show. Thank you so much for having me, Marnie. It was an absolute honor to share my story and how Club Sora came to be. I hope your listeners find lots of gems in here. And I want them to know that we're here for them and their own unique skin stories continue to make this community so much stronger. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>